Hey everybody, before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to introduce our latest service called Crowd Insight by Gadgetflow. It's an awesome tool we made to help you get honest feedback for your upcoming crowdfunding project. Some of the big results we've seen include increased conversion rate, finding out why your project isn't performing well, and getting feedback you need from potential backers. So please head over to gadgetflow.com slash crowd insight to check it out today. You can also find a link in this week's show notes. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, world. This is the Gadget Flow Podcast, the show about everything related to products, entrepreneurship, marketing, and crowdfunding. This week, I got to chat with Steve Suh of Flowship, and Flowship is truly the best place you can go when it comes to making your product fulfillment and shipping simple. They specialize in crowdfunding campaigns or e-commerce stores, and basically this interview is packed full of insight into the world of fulfillment and best practices when it comes to shipping your products. So let's jump into our interview with Steve from Flowship. I am here with Steve from Flowship. Steve, how are you doing today, man? I'm great. How about yourself? Doing well. You're coming to us all the way from Hong Kong, correct? That is correct. Very, very cool, man. Well, before we jump in, I know, um, I'm not sure if a lot of listeners know who you are, what it is you do. So maybe just really quick, give a quick background into who you are, what it is you do, a little bit about your company. Just, just tell us who you are. Yeah, yeah sure. So we are a cross-border e-commerce fulfillment company. Uh, we've been around since uh, February 2015. And so, um, you know, being based in Hong Kong, there's a lot of benefits. Um, in terms of uh, international shipping and um, you know, considering that's a tax-free port. If you're manufacturing in China, it may make a lot of sense for you to um, look at it more of like a centralized uh, distribution hub. And so um, you know, Flowship, you know, we came about because uh, we realized that a lot of international sellers, especially if they're manufacturing in China, they don't really have a, ful- a fulfillment solution um, you know, out of Asia. And so that's really where uh, the birth of Flowship came and, um, you know, taking advantage of all these, you know, uh, attractive international shipping costs. You wonder why, you know, eBay sellers and Amazon sellers based in China are able to not only sell the product for really cheap, but also offer like free shipping. And so basically we want to bring that same model out to international sellers. And so today, you know, we're, we're servicing online retailers that are on Shopify, Magento, WooCommerce, and basically have their own, own products and, and branded products. And most of the traffic is coming through their websites. Um, but we also service a large, uh, uh, a lion's share of, of crowdfunding, uh, campaigners. Um, so in, in, once again, when you're manufacturing in China, you may have thousands and thousands of backers that you have to ship to worldwide, but you know, the challenge is you probably never even done international shipping in your life. And so that's where Flowship will come in and will help simplify the process you know, basically provide you with all the international shipping carriers, um, you know, that are reliable for each market, optimize on the cost, um, and make sure that, you know, your backers are able to receive their uh, products accessibly. Um, so I think today, you know, we are um, arguably the number one crowdfunding fulfillment uh, provider in the world in terms of number of shipments. Um, and you can, um, you know, if you, if you search Flowship, or crowdfunding fulfillments, you know, usually we're, we're uh, you know, one of the first that are, um, you know, showing up on the list. Yeah, totally. No, you guys are doing a lot of amazing work in the space. And I, I have questions about e-commerce and crowdfunding and all that stuff. But before we jump into that, I want to hear about maybe your background and, and how 
Flowship really came to be, the opportunity you saw? Are, are you from Hong Kong originally? I just want to know your story a little bit, like how, how this whole thing came to be. Like what opportunity did you see that you jumped on from the beginning? Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, I, I feel like I, I, could, I could talk about my story for hours, but um, I'm going to try to go with the abridged version here. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, my background, um, born and raised in America. My parents are um, you know, Korean. So there's a little bit of, uh, you know, Korean, you know, the, the blood in me. Um, but I came to Asia about a good, uh, you know, seven years ago. Um, and seven years ago was at the time when we we're just kind of getting out of the recession um, after 2008, it was you know, 2011. Um, and, you know, for me, um, I was 27 years old at the time. And I felt that if I had to go to China um, now was the time. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of buzz around China. Um, and, you know, I really felt that if I'm going to really differentiate myself as, as a career professional, um, you know, us being number one economy, Hey, why not? I merge that with, with the number two economy in China. Um, so that's where, you know, I just, I just was so thirsty for any sort of opportunity to go to China um, you know, work in a startup environment, even working in a, in, a, in a Chinese company. And, you know, even from a salary standpoint, I took a major uh, salary um, cut. I, I think it was like a 75 to 80% salary cut just to go to China. Um, but, you know, that was for me to, um, yeah, just explore, explore China, learn how, think, um, you know, learn how even, you know, younger guys there um, are, are, are thinking as well in terms of, uh, you know, technology and business. Um, so, you know, when, when I went to China, I basically took away a lot of those, um, I guess, any sort of high expectations I may have and, and just really keeping them low. And um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was truthfully a, a grind, um, you know, being in China. And so really what happened with, with uh, how, how Flushy came to be, um, you know, I started off in Shanghai. I, I worked in a startup. Um, that startup um, was sold to um, a company called Jumei.com, which is, which is a cosmetic flash buy site. And after that, I had to figure out, oh, what do I do next? Um, and, and then I ended up working for, for a, a completely Chinese company, 1,500 people, uh, headquartered in Shenzhen. Um, I was working at the Shanghai branch office at the time. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I really wanted to understand. Um, once again, how, how Chinese leaders were thinking, you know, how Chinese business operates. Um, and I was literally like the second foreigner, uh, being, you know, that was hired um, at this company. And, um, you know, from there, I, I, I was able to, well, this company was a um, international cross-border fulfillment company in itself. Um, I won't disclose the name, um, but, um, you know, they were very focused on Chinese sellers and offering cross-border um, logistics services. Um, and I was there to kind of head up their international business development efforts. Um, and then I kind of helped incubate a platform uh, for a global, you know, drop shippers. Um, and then, you know, really from that experience, I saw that they did a pretty good job catering to the Chinese seller. Um, but the customer service, you know, the technology, technology and the platform was just really poor, right? I mean, it, it's, it's more towards the, the Chinese um, expectation levels. You know, they like things that are very compl complicated from a UI and UX standpoint. 
And I said to myself, hey, um, international sellers also need this kind of service. Um, and you know, what they're looking for is, you know, quality, you know, customer service, basically whatever, um, you know, you're, you're telling them, you know, you want to, you want to hear the truth. Um, you're not, you're not going around in circles at all. So, um, customer service communication was very important. And then I also thought about, you know, technology, you know, how can we bring a UI UX experience that's catered, you know, to the, the, to the Western international online seller. Um, so that's really where, um, you know, Flowship came about. And I would say that Flowship is, you know, one of the pioneers right now, or, you know, was, was the pioneer to bring, you know, cross-border e-commerce logistics to the international seller. Yeah. That's so cool, man. I love that you just kind of were in the thick of it. You saw the opportunity and then you made, made something awesome happen from it. I love that story. That's cool. No, man. Exactly. I mean, you know, there, it, it was a, it was a real grind, you know, being in China, but I really believe that. If you're able to really grind it out, um, you know, really have a, a long-term, you know, purpose and plan ahead, you know, great things will come. So, yeah, Absolutely, yeah. man. That, that, that makes me curious. So, like, the next question I had for you is I, when I think of founders or creators or someone who's wanting to get into fulfillment, I, I'm wondering nowadays, what, what do you think is the biggest problem you see them running into? What's the biggest challenge you think creators or founders are running into when it comes to fulfillment? And maybe what does Flowship do that kind of solves that problem? Yeah, sure. So um, I think when, first of all, when you're launching a campaign on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, um, you know, what you're probably thinking more about is, hey, how can I create an attractive video and make sure that, you know, I have all, you know, the right story in place, you know, in terms of content, um, I have the right team in place, et cetera. And then, you know, maybe you have the prototype in place and you know what you're going to, um, you know, eventually what's the retail price, but being able to offer a discount where you're not killing yourself in terms of, you know, you know, profit later. Um, but you know, what, what people really miss is the, the, the shipping piece, you know, they would think that, Hey, you know, if I'm shipping domestic in the U S and it costs like $5, then it must be you know, $5, uh, you know, when you're shipping, you know, internationally as well. But if you're actually, you know, fulfilling, you know, from the U S while the domestic shipping cost may be $5 when you're shipping to UK or Germany or Spain or, you know, Hong Kong, et cetera, those, that, that, ship, that $5 shipping costs may end up becoming $10 when shipping international. Right. So, so that's where you're doing some miscalculations and then you maybe even going back to um, your backers and saying, hey, sorry, we um, underestimated our shipping costs, especially for the international backers. We need to ask for an additional 5 to $10 or maybe you don't even ask and you're basically taking away from your, your existing margins, right? So um, I think it's very important for any campaign to, um, to do the research in terms of how much my uh, you know, per order uh, fulfillment costs will, will be in terms of shipping and pick and pack, et cetera. Um, so at Flowship, you know, we do offer, um, a really nice deck in terms of what you need to prepare, pre prepare for. Um, and also understanding maybe even the duties and taxes implications, because when you're doing international shipping, um, that will also be a customer service nightmare if you're not preparing cor correctly. Um, so, so, so for Flowship, um, you know, we'll help you out in the early, you know, planning stages. Um, but, and, and I would totally recommend that if you go to flowship.com, um, 
that you go ahead, you know, get a free consultation. Um, and then from there, um, we have a lot of great material that we can send to you um, so that you're prepared for your campaign. Um, but on top of that, now let's say that you haven't prepared uh, for the logistics component. Uh, we'll come, come we'll, you, you, we'll, we, can, we can come in later um, after you finish your campaign. Um, and at that point, um, you, can, you have all the backer data. You send that over to us. And then we can come back to you uh, with a quote and basically offering shipping for all international uh, destinations, um, all-inclusive costs. And so there you have a very clear picture, um, you know, in terms of your, your, your fulfillment costs and maybe, you know, you need to figure out, um, you know, how to get the capital for that, um, you know, but, but, you know, eventually you should be able to get that from um, your total you know, campaign, uh, you know, value that you raised. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, from there, like we will even provide you with all the consultation that you need, any sort of question that you have in terms of international shipping, you know, you'll have a dedicated person to, um, to consult you, uh, in the, in the post campaign, uh, fulfillment process. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I can only imagine the amount of campaigns that have gone and they're like, yeah, yeah we're successful. We, we made our exactly. funding goal and then only to find out, oh my gosh, we're losing all of our margin to shipping <laughs> because we didn't account for it. No, right? exactly. Yeah. You know, if, if you guys know the coolest cooler campaign, or if you ever heard of the heads, mm-hmm. um, I think they raised about a good $20 million. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, when you think about these coolers, these are quite large, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to guesstimate around like eight to 10 kilos and they're quite volumetric in terms of, you know, the size, uh, you know, of, of the product. Right. And so they had a bunch of like international, uh, backers, but then yet they had to think about the fulfillment aspects, right? There's, they're basically, you know, selling the product for about $200, um, you know, so let's say that the make in just building or, or, or making the cooling itself may be around 50 to $75, let's say. Um, and then now you have $125 that you can hopefully bake in terms of margins. But right. when you're shipping a cooler, let's say from US to Australia, you know, that the shipping cost alone may be about a hundred dollars. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So basically this company just kept on losing money because of the logistics aspects. And, you know, the, you, you no longer hear about the coolest cooler. They're not in any sort of retail shops. They're not selling online, right? And that's yeah. really where the failure came. One of the largest Kickstarter campaigns in history, right? Yeah. So, wow. you know, that's something that's, you know, it's, it's something logistics needs to be accounted for. And hopefully you're doing that, you know, before you launch your campaign. Yeah. So I think of the coolest cooler being a disaster, but what, maybe can you give me like a success story? Maybe, uh, one of your favorite, uh, campaigns you worked with to really see something through that, uh, to success, like what's a success story you can think of? Um, wow. There's, there's, there's a lot of stories. Um, I would say, um, you know, last year, um, I can't exactly remember the cane. Um, but you know, they wanted to deliver orders by Christmas. Now, if you have your manufacturing run being completed around like December 1st or December 5th, then you worry about being able to deliver your goods, uh, to your end customer. Um, especially if you have to do like a container load shipment, uh, into the U S or Australia, UK, 
um, and then having to fulfill those particular orders domestically or even internationally, right? And so really the best way for you to ensure that your backers receive the product by Christmas, you know, is to really ship from the source or close to the source. Um, and, you know, we have, you know, a number of express courier options. So for instance, like a DHL or a FedEx or a UPS. And um, as soon as we receive the inventory at our warehouse, you know, we can go ahead and pick pack within, you know, a day or, or a few days, depending upon how long, how large the campaign is. And, um, you know, we can, we can ship express courier anywhere from like one to three days or three to five days, depending upon, you know, the service level that you choose. And that will be a guaranteed delivery within those one to three days. Right. So there's no way in hell that this campaign could have, um, you know, pulled it off if they were to go the traditional route and trying to send containers to various destinations in the world and then trying to fulfill, you know, single parcel from there. That's so cool. So, I, and I, I think again, I'm I'm going back to the person who's wanting to maybe start an e-commerce or crowdfunding business, and there are these. I think there are so many misconceptions about the space in general. What is one of the most common misconceptions you see regularly, um, and maybe even in the fulfillment side of things? Like, what's a common misconception you see with with people or entrepreneurs or people who are wanting to get into the space of e-commerce or crowdfunding? Yeah, you know that's. Uh... That's a very good question. I mean, are, 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 you, are you asking in terms of more of the fulfillment aspect or more in terms yeah, of e-commerce yeah, crowdfunding? I, I think um, fulfillment, only because that's, you know, I mean, you guys are good at everything you do, but I think that's really where your expertise is. And I think it's an yeah. interesting place because that's a, where a, 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 that's not what you think about. You know, when you're dreaming about the, the product you're going to build and send all over the world and everyone's going to buy it. You're not thinking so much about the fulfillment side of it. <laughs> and yeah, so I can yeah. see that being a place where people trip up pretty often. So yeah, maybe, maybe more on the fulfillment side. Well, you know, I think, I think one thing is, um, you know, people are really scared about the trade wars right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then, you know, maybe they, they used to pay about 5% or 10% on taxes, um, you know, upon import. Now, all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, there, there's been a, a round of rounds of tariffs, you know, happening, you know, uh, uh, or, or being assessed on various commodities, you know, January 1st, there's gonna be another round as well. And then people are, you know, seeing, you know, the tax and duty rate going from 10 to 25%, right. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, like I need to do, I need to be, you know, purchase as much inventory as possible and ship, you know, to, you know, whatever, you know, fulfillment, uh, destination, uh, country that you're trying to ship to, uh, and it's just a mad rush right now, right? right. But in, but then what are you going to have to worry about is inventory obsolescence or yeah, just being able to sell through the stock, and that's going to add up in terms of your overall you know storage costs. Mm -hmm. So I think to really um, kind of navigate around that particular um, uh, you know situation around trade wars, especially for online retailers, you know we have warehouses in Hong Kong and China. Um, and, um, when you're able to, when you're shipping markets, let's say like us, Australia, um, us has an 800 us dollar, uh, duty tax threshold. So as long as the parcel value is less than 800 us dollars, it will go into the us tax free. Now, I also mentioned that we're based in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is a free trade port. So what happens is your entire supply chain can become tax and tax and duty free with this, this, 
with, with the model that we can offer you. Um, the same goes with Australia. Australia has a thousand Australian dollars or 750, 775 US dollars uh, tax threshold as well. So anything that goes into Australia will be tax free as well. Um, and I mean, the most complicated one would be the UK and EU because their threshold is a lot lower. Um, UK is about 15 pounds. Um, EU is about 20, 22 euros. Um, that translates to about, uh, translates about 25 US dollars. Um, so, so for those cases, you may want to focus on more products that are lower value. Um, and then you'll be able to get into the threat, you know, the lower thresholds into the EU. But we do offer um, something called like a DDP option. Um, so if you don't want any of your customers to, to worry about VATs or duties, um, you, you, you can be um, assess those VATs or, or those duties um, yourself. Um, so maybe you can bake that into the shipping cost or maybe you, um, you know, bake that into your overall margin. Um, so you'll be able to ship into uh, the EU market um, you know, with, with less customer service issues. Um, you know, because of taxes and duties. So, I mean, there's really a number of um, ways that we can, you know, ship to each market and we'll be very strategic in terms of how um, we can help you. Um, yeah, so it's really a case-by-case -case scenario. I can't imagine, like, I think that's why we need Flowship <laughs> and people like you guys, because that's stuff that I don't know. And I think the vast, vast majority of people who are wanting to start an e-commerce or crowdfunding campaign that we just don't know that stuff. So you just need an expert yeah. to kind of help you walk walk through all those things. Because yeah, I, I think that's so helpful, man. So that leads me to, to my my last question, which has kind of been leading back to the the person who may be wanting to get into the space. So maybe to close us out, what's some advice you'd give to someone who's wanting to start an e-commerce business or a crowdfunding campaign? Like if you could think of one piece of advice to give someone who's wanting to go that direction, what would it be? Well, um, I, can, I can think of a number of uh, reasons um, at the top of my head, um, but I think the, the, the number one reason I can think about is test your market. Mm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people would try to go out and campaign and think they, they have such a novel idea or novel products um, and people will really buy into it, but they don't do any sort of market testing. Um, so I would highly recommend you know, there's various ways that you can do this. You know, whether you do the Facebook ads route or you do some Google ads and then you see if people are really interested in that particular product. But then you also need to think about the pricing. Are people really budging on the price point that you're, you know, trying to sell at? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you need to do some A-B testing and then see which one converts the most and then you start, you know, you, you price accordingly. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's the number one uh, factor that people should consider um, so that, you know, you're not going to have to deal with the, the, the heartache and pain later because, you know, you thought that you, there was a lot of demand, but there actually isn't. Mm. And then you basically just wasted a bunch of cash or you go out of business. Right. Um, yeah. And, and maybe just another piece of advice, um, is to really think about the products. Now, if you're planning to just focus on the domestic market, let's just say us, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter so much about how large the product is. Um, but bear in mind that the larger the product, the larger the logistics and shipping costs will be. So right. if you're planning to kind of reach more of an international audience, if you're doing a more a bulkier product, let's say that it's, it's, it's about, 
five kilos plus, um, you're going to have to pay for those shipping costs and you have to bake into those margins. So um, the bigger the product, the higher the value of the product should be. Got it. Okay, that's, the, that's the general rule of thumb. This is a flow ship. We call this value density. Right. Mm. Um, so now, now there be there may be more sweet spot products in terms of e-commerce, where um, typically less than two kilograms, and um, you know the product the product weight may be pretty low. Let's say like anywhere from 100 to 300 grams, but the value of the product in itself can be like, you know, 200 dollars. Right. Right. So you know, while the shipping cost could be like less than five U.S. dollars, you're able to make so much more margin. Right, because the retail right. value of the product is higher. So it's really good to kind of find that sweet spot, um, you know, in terms of products. And um, yeah, just just be very aware about those logistics costs because that can really haunt you later. Yeah, oh, that's great advice, man. Well, Steve, where, where can people stay up to date with you guys and everything you're up to at Flowship? Where's a good place for people to connect? Um, yeah, first of all, just go to flowship.com, um, and there you can you can. Uh, click on, hey, get a free consultation. Um, and from there, um, once you fill out the form, there will be someone in touch with you um, and providing you with good advice in terms of maybe how you should um, you know, set up your campaign or if you're finished with campaign, um, we can provide a quote to you immediately. Um, bear in mind, there's also like a 500 backer uh, minimum in order to work with Flowship. Um, I wish we can cater to everyone, um, but we've really um, kind of understood that you know, 500 backers is, is pretty much our sweet spot to work with. Hmm. Um, and then for e-commerce, um, if you're an online retailer right now, our minimum is about 200 orders per month. Um, but, you know, we're, we welcome anyone, you know, that wants to just have a conversation with us, wants a little bit more consultation. Um, you can also contact us at info at flowship.com for any sort of, uh, you know, sales inquiries um, and or, or partnerships as well. Awesome. Steve, we appreciate you so much, man. I mean, you gave a lot of great insight today and a lot of, uh, you know, a little bit behind the curtain about a fulfillment world that maybe a lot of entrepreneurs aren't super aware of. So we appreciate you so much, man. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the time. That was our interview with Steve from Flowship. So please make sure to go check out everything that Flowship is up to and make sure to go talk to them when you need help fulfilling your next product or campaign. Thanks so much for being on this week, Steve. This podcast is made by GadgetFlow, and we're proud to be the number one platform to find new and awesome gadgets. So make sure to check out the site for all the new products we're curating every single day. We'll be back next week with another new episode. So in the meantime, please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review for our show. Thank you so much for listening to the GadgetFlow podcast.